Skin Nagrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Betsy Gatting with us. Betsy is an intuitive life coach, psychic astrologer and the author of The Magic of Saying Yes, Answering Your Heart's True Calling and Empowering Guide for Navigating Life's Inevitable Changes with Strength and Grace. Over 25 years ago, Betsy left her law practice to follow her heart's true calling. She is now running a YouTube channel with more than 12,000 subscribers. Betsy, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. We are very curious and learn no more about you, but let's begin with your journey. Tell us about yourself, Betsy. When did you choose coaching? 25 years ago, is that correct? So it was actually back in the 90s that I was working for a judge as an attorney. I was just out of law school and I was working for a court of appeals judge in Washington State in the Seattle area. And my kids were very young at the time. And my lawyer, my judge, after a few years of working for her, it was supposed to be like a one to two year position. That's what a law clerk position is. She said, I'm kicking you out of the nest. You can't be here anymore. You have to go be a lawyer. And that was really what a turning point moment for me, because I realized at that time that as much as I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, the work was not creative enough for me. It was too dry. I had a fantasy, I think, a little bit about what that would be like, and it wasn't matching the reality. And the truth was I wanted to spend more time with my kids and have a more flexible work career and all of that. And I wanted to find my passion. So one, if it wasn't the law, what was my passion? And one of my favorite quotes is from Michael Bernard Beckwith. He says, we're either pushed by pain to make a change in our lives or pulled forward by a vision. And for me, I think it was both. I was pushed by pain because my judge gave me the boot. She said, you have to leave this job. And that was hard on my ego, even though I knew I was stagnant and wasn't really loving the work anymore. And then I was pulled forward by the vision of wanting to do something different, but I didn't know what it would be. I worked so hard for this legal career. And so I was searching and I was asking the question, what's my dharma? What's my life purpose? What should I do instead? And this was like a life-changing moment for me. One night when I was sleeping, I had a dream in which I was doing stand-up comedy in my dream. And it was so real. There was the velvet curtain behind me and I was on a stage and people were laughing. And I, I literally woke up at two in the morning and I started writing down ideas for comedy material, which was not me at all. Like, I think I had been to a comedy club once in my entire life. I didn't know anything about comedy, but I felt this very strong push. I felt like the universe was answering me and saying, okay, you want to know what your passion is? Go do stand-up comedy. And so I found a class, like two days later, I found a class in beginning stand-up comedy. I took the class. We all performed at a comedy club on that last night of our class. People asked me if I wanted to do a gig with them. And it just unfolded from there. And pretty soon I had been doing stand-up comedy professionally for two years. I did it for two years. However, it didn't fit my lifestyle as a mom of two young children, getting them up for school, all of that stuff. So I knew that wasn't it, but it was a stepping stone. And I was so excited by the fact that I did something that I never thought I could do. And I was successful at it. And I attribute that to the fact that I feel like the universe was giving me all my material for my comedy. Literally, I would get the ideas for it in the morning when I was first waking up, when you're hazy and you're not fully awake yet, I would get the ideas and I would, I felt like I was supported by the universe to do this thing. 
And so I wanted to share, that was my passion of like, how do you find your passion? That became my passion. And I wanted to share that with other people. So I started teaching workshops out of my living room with the moms of my kids' friends, my kids' friends' moms. I started teaching them and just doing guided meditations and things like that with them. And that's really what jumpstarted the coaching is just sharing my passion for how do you make a change when you're not feeling fully alive, when you don't know yet what's next for you? How do you discover what's next? That's what I wanted to share with people. So that's how it all began. Wow. And when did you write the book? So I wrote the book. It was published in 2013. And that was after all of the comedy and everything started around 1999, 2000. So that was about 12 years after I started my coaching practice. And by the time I wrote the book, I had gone through a number of other life transitions. So in the book, I do talk about my own stories and the things that I went through and the tools that I used. And I have a lot of exercises and meditations and things for people to work through their own transitions. But it's really, I feel a big picture when we're talking about coaching and transformation. It's really about us shifting into a new identity of who we are. And when we work really hard at something like a career or a relationship, a partnership, whatever, we work so hard and we invest so much time and energy. Oftentimes when that is changing or ending or morphing in some way, we need a new identity. We have to see ourselves with new eyes. So that's really what the book is about in large part is how do you birth a new identity for yourself so that you can do another thing that feels often too difficult or too challenging or too risky. Got it. Got it. Betsy, thank you so much for telling us about the book. Now tell us about a client success story. So since many years now, it's about yeah. a client success story that still is your favorite. So when I think of that, you asked me that question, it took me back to a client who was an attorney because I practiced law, I have worked with a lot of attorneys in coaching and she was really miserable as a lawyer, which I know is not uncommon. There are a lot of unhappy lawyers, but for her specifically, she was in her mid forties and she'd been doing it for probably 18 years and she still hadn't made partner in her firm. And that was really heartbreaking for her because she was working super hard and they liked her work, she thought, but they still hadn't made her partner. But not only that, and this was maybe even more heartbreaking for her, is that the leadership of her firm, there, she was seeing unethical things going on. And so she knew she had to, to leave, but she didn't know what else she could go to. And she didn't know if she could be happier anyplace else. So she was very much st feeling stuck. And then she, we started soul search. I started facilitating the soul searching work for her. She looked into other careers. We did a resume for an alternative career, all these things. And in that process of her looking for another career, she was fired. She was let go from her firm. So another devastating, that was a devastating blow to her. However, it took her deep into her heart. And that's when her transformation really began. That's when I started helping her to do the deeper work of like childhood experiences that were very difficult for her. Things to do with her family of origin. She went deep into her own therapeutic process. And that's when she had a huge heart opening. She started to do volunteer work because she had the time. She wasn't working. And within, I would say, probably six months to a year, her firm called her back the managing partner who'd been doing unethical things had left. They wanted her back. 
which was really like, it floored me that she wanted to go back, but because she had done so much inner work on herself and because the firm environment changed from a toxic environment to what she felt was healthy, they were now a match again. And she woke up again to her joy for the law and why she wanted to do it in the first place. And within, I think about six months of being there, they made her partner. So she was finally made partner and she was just a brand new person. Wow. So how did this happen? Like, we're still curious. Were there any steps that she followed or was there any visualization exercise that she did or what happened exactly? Yeah. So in coaching together, we did a number of, because I have a background in expressive arts therapy, which is using a number of different modalities for therapeutic purposes. I've also done a lot of different trainings on what I would call body-based modalities like guided visualization, ding, scripting a new reality for your life, lots of different things. I used different tools with her. I offered her different tools and took her through different processes. But I honestly think what's underneath it all, I think underneath any client transformation is when we as coaches bring an unconditionally loving, non-judgmental, compassionate presence, she was able to be vulnerable. She was able to tell me what a lot of times people harbor a secret about something they did that they've been holding against themselves years ago. They've never been able to tell anyone, Mm. but because it's very important to me to create a sacred space that where people can have trust and be vulnerable. I think underneath everything was the fact that she felt that trust and was able to share with me things that maybe she'd never told anyone else that helped her clear or she was holding against herself. Cause a lot of times it's not just forgiveness of others. It's forgiveness of ourselves. Right. Totally. Totally. But yes. So next question to you is about psychic astrology. Explain it. Yes. to me. Yes. Okay. So astrology tracks the cycles of our lives. Each of us, when we're born, the planets are in a specific position. And so the moment we take our first breath, we have a chart of where the planets were in that moment. And that chart is divided into pieces of a pie. It looks like a pie. And each one represents an area of our life, our professional life, our personal, our home life, our family, our identity, who we are as a self. And then our professional, our relationship, as the planets make their, what we call transits in astrology, they track the cycles of our life. And so what I find, why astrology is so empowering for people is that they can make sense of what's happening in their life, changes and transitions and turning points based on the different planetary transits. And the reason that I add psychic to the term astrologer is because over the years, I believe we're all, we all have intuition. We all have the ability to hone our intuition and learn to trust it. But when I think of psychic ability, I think of those of us who have chosen to really hone that and really make that a deeper skill. And because I've done that over my lifetime, I can offer to people that level of helping them see things that maybe they're not seeing their current reality. Got it. Got it. And how does it or does it not affect the way that we either succeed or fail? In terms of astrology, you mean, or psychic astrology or our psychic ability? I'll say astrology. Okay. So how does astrology help us to succeed or fail, you're asking? Yes. That's a great question. Astrology helps us to understand who we are 
a natal astrology chart shows your strengths, your gifts, your talents, your dharma. It shows your challenges and your so-called weaknesses. And so when we start to learn about our chart, we start to get, we get validation for things that we've always experienced in our life. Number one, we can get clarity for things that we haven't had clarity on. But most of all, I think it shows us it's not this, the modern world is not an, I think it's not an easy world for humans to live in because we have so many different distractions. There's so much information coming in. There's so many different things that we can look at. And then we have who our parents told us we were, right? Our conditioning. And so oftentimes we don't know, is it the script that I was received as a child? Our parents are mostly all well-meaning, but they came from their own background and we grew up in a certain environment. And so because of that conditioning, sometimes we don't know truly who we are until we get that reflected back to us. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that a natal chart does. And then my own interpretation of someone's natal chart, I reflect that back to them through the lens of empowerment to help them to feel more strong and more clear in who they are. And so that it's really about empowerment. It's really about showing, reflecting back to people what I see in their chart, but then can help them in their goals to succeed. Got it. Got it. It will give you more clarity on how things have been, why they have been in such way, and how you can deal with it in the best way moving forward. Yes, beautifully said, said and summarized. Thank you so much, Betsy. So tell us about uh, goal setting. In life, we all have goals, right? Yes. Let's say the beginning of 2024 now here is by the end of 2025, some entrepreneurial friends listening to this conversation have a revenue-based goal and want to grow their business. What would be your suggestion on setting the right goal and then so that it is attainable and how to persuade that goal so that it is possible? That's a great question. I feel that the goals that have the most chance of succeeding are goals that come from a deep, inspired place. Like your podcast, the sparking, right? The spark of inspiration. To me, there's something called a soul goal and then there's an ego goal. And our ego goals are often based on our conditioning but not necessarily our true self. A soul goal comes from the true self, our authenticity, what our soul wants, the dharma, the trajectory of where we're meant to go. So I feel that we have the greatest chance of success and also, most importantly, to feel more passionate and more alive in this next year of 2024 to follow those goals that, that do spark inspiration for us. And I think it's important to have an overall vision of what those goals are to set intentions. Intention is so powerful where intention goes, energy flows. And then to activate, this is what I do in coaching with my clients is help them activate the feeling that comes with having accomplished that goal before it actually, before we actually take the steps in that direction, because it's that energy our heart has a magnetic field that's 5,000 times more powerful than our intellect. So we have to bring our goals from our intellect down into our body, down into where our heart can project out that, the law of attraction, where our heart can project out that strong energy. And that comes from feeling, what does it feel like to accomplish that goal? Mm. We want to get in that place of feeling. So every coaching session that I begin, we start with, what is your intention for this session based on your goals? And then we activate that in the body so that we can psychically and using the law of attraction, we can send that out into the universe and be more likely to succeed. Wow. So something that you mentioned is 
getting that energy first, setting the intention right. And once it is done, the likelihood of succeeding is more than the other way around. So how to tell us how to set the right intention, how to get the feeling before we have already achieved the goal? Good question. So intention, again, it needs to come, I believe for success, it needs to come from our ins an inspired place, something that lights us up, something that gives us more energy that boosts our energy. And so when then once we set the intention, we want to keep going back to the feeling place to the heart to feel what it feels like. It's where we have to activate our imagination. Our imagination is what creates 90% of our reality. Mm -hmm. We don't, we're not conscious of that usually, but most of what we receive in life comes from the subconscious mind. We, we activate it through our imagination. So we want to be conscious about it, activate that feeling in our imagination, and then keep checking back in on the goal. Keep, keep celebrating the small wins as we go along, the small successes, because as we all know, goals take most goals, unless it's just a goal to have a certain food at the end of the day, those are easy goals. But the goals that are more challenging, those are the ones that we want to break down into smaller goals and celebrate the successes each time we hit the smaller goals on the way to the larger destination. Of course, something that you mentioned was imagination. Imagination runs 90% of, uh, of our lives, that's true. So keep in mind, guys. But see, people are now getting curious. They want to reach out. So what are some ways they should be aware of to reach out to you? Yeah, they can go to my website. It's BetsyGutting.com, B-E-T-S-Y-G-U-T-T-I-N-G.com. And also my YouTube channel, same thing, Betsy Gutting. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So BetsyGutting.com and everywhere it is Betsy Gutting. So easy way to reach out. Do reach out, guys. Tell her that you found her on the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Next question. Betsy, uh, yes. tell us about the misconceptions around coaching. I think the biggest mis misconception from a client perspective is that the coach is going to give you a diagnosis of your situation or your problem, and then a prescription, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. You'll take the prescription, you'll do what they say, and then the, the cha positive change will happen. The truth is that, and this is something that I feel important as my responsibility before I work with a client is to have a candid conversation about what my part is and what their part is. And that my part is to create a trust, a container of trust and to facilitate and to offer them tools for their own breakthroughs and transformation, but that they're the ones that are going to do the work. So it is not done for you. It is do it with you. So Absolutely. And a teacher said this to me years and years ago, and it always stuck with me. And that is that the experience that the client has with the coach, that you, the coach, and I, you, the coachee, I guess is the term, you and I, as your coach, are going to have, yes, we're going to partner together. Yes, I'm here for you. Yes, I have your back. Yes, I'm going to keep your goals in mind. I, I think of myself as a coach, as the a helicopter that flies above their life and sees it from a different perspective and holds their goals and always circles back to what they want but truthfully the process is between you and you and okay. so I, what I'm saying is giving the power back to the person who's receiving the coaching to transform their life and of course I facilitate that process so I'm there with them they're not doing it alone that is one of the huge gifts of coaching is you let go of trying to do it all by yourself 
but it's still between you and you. Okay. And that, that helps people take back their own power in the process. Of course, Betsy. Leading me to the final question for the day. Tell us about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation in order to succeed in life? Oh, that's a big question. Action steps, I think, are very personal to what the person's going through and what they want to shift, what they want to see positive change in. But I think the first thing is just to get clarity on what your heart most wants. Because again, it's our hearts that attract to us what we desire. And so to get there are a lot of different ways to get clarity on what your heart wants. You can do it through journaling. You can do it through automatic writing. You can do it through talking with a, a trusted friend or mentor or coach. But clarity, and sometimes to do that, we hire a coach to get clarity because we've done everything we thought we could do on our own and we still need coaching. But if people want to know, if people want more inspiration, they could go to my website and check that out or check out my book. There are a lot of good tools in my book. Or if they're curious about the astrology, they could check out my YouTube channel. Totally. So there is always a resource. So do reach out to the, to the necessary resource. Sometimes it is a coach. Sometimes it is a book. Sometimes it is a mentor. Sometimes it is a trusted friend. Look out for the resources. And if you resonated with Betsy, do reach out to Betsy at BetsyGutting.com. She has all the books that are up, that is available on Amazon, is it? Yes, it is. Okay. Amazon, yes. Mm -hmm. Getting the book. Do reach out to Betsy. Do check out her YouTube channel, Betsy Cutting. Thank you so much, Betsy, for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. Kiran, thank you so much for having me. It was super fun talking with you. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Thank you again. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Nagraj, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys.